0: Good evening, everyone. And of course, welcome back to another episode of Red Pill News Live. Big shout out to proud Navy Patriot. Thank you very much for the correction and serendipitous soul. I actually have some news on that just breaking right now. So thank you very much for mentioning that in the chat. Whoop, whoop. What's good, baby? I love you. Let me tell you guys something. It is hot today. I've had to do a little bit of work outside and around the house. And the sun is always positioned right in front of these front windows every time I start this show. So the room has just been baking. I hope you guys are ready for another bang-up edition of Red Pill News Live. Do me a favor. Don't forget to like and share the broadcast. Be a heck of a favor to me personally, if you wouldn't mind sharing it on your favorite social media platform and hit that like button. All right. good evening and welcome back. I'm so proud to be here with you guys tonight. We have several pieces of interesting information I want to make sure we get to, but first, I just want to say thank you once again. If you wouldn't mind, hit that like button. Looks like I'm having some problems going live over on Getter. I've been having odd internet issues all day. There we go uh, it, uh I, I had no internet at all for a couple of hours. Brad actually had no internet as well, but we think we've got that figured out. So we should be good to go for altered state tonight at 9 p.m. But today here at the house, the internet has been spotty, and I don't really know what that's about. Uh, I've also had some issues with the computer, I had to reboot the computer a few times, but we are good to go. So let's talk about this very first bit of news, because I think for a lot of people, it's going to throw you for a loop. Maybe you're not surprised, I don't know, but uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is officially throwing his hat in the ring to run for president against Joe Biden in the Democrat primary. Now, if there was anyone who could beat Joe Biden and make it plausible, I mean, actually beat him, getting a larger number of Democrats, I think, because... The Kennedy name holds some cachet. Uh, I think it might be RFK. Now, the only question is, is his anti-vaccine message too much for the brainwashed Democrats of today? Uh, Because there are certainly moderate Democrats out there who loved Jack Kennedy, who really despise what the, the, the CIA and the deep state have done to the Kennedy family. Uh, And they might be willing to vote for Robert F. Kennedy. Also, he's a lot younger. He is a lot quicker. He is a lot more intelligent. He has a, a full grasp on his faculties. So against Joe Biden, he would be a good candidate. Now, when it comes to the actual general election... I don't think that Bobby Kennedy can beat Donald Trump. You know, the Kennedys were great in their time. I think all of us look up to John Kennedy and certainly we are uh, lamenting the fact that he was assassinated. His brother was assassinated. Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, the the whole works during the 1960s. It was like the game is on for the deep state assassination machine. And I got to be honest with you. I never thought that rfk jr would run for president simply because of the fact that they killed his dad they killed his uncle they killed his cousin i mean didn't they just kill his his niece and her son very recently they were in some tragic uh kayaking accident i don't think anybody bought that that was a legitimate accident or a death um So I'm actually surprised by this message. I never thought, (laughs) yes, Buck Wayne, thank you for, yeah, awesome shirt collection. Glad to be here. Anyways, mm, Vector, good to see out there. Also, did you guys see my mug? It says, sorry, I was on mute. So if I go on mute today, that's the only thing, the only uh, apology you're going to get. So I just never thought he'd do it. I just thought it was too difficult. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, mom, are you out there? Because I feel like there was a qu- no, maybe it was Ted Kennedy. Ted Kennedy was asked if he would ever run for president. And at a certain point, he was like, no, they'd kill me. Um, yes. Good to see you out there, buddy. Yeah. RFK Jr. Spike Protein is one of the few Democrats that I still respect. You know, he he represents a very different class of Democrats from a point at which the Democrat Party represented something holy different to what it represents today. Um, you know, I mean, it's almost like, you know, the, the the establishment Democrats and the radical left, those are the crazy people. And then you also have the rhinos uh, and then us, America firsters. So, you know, who is the real Republican, even though they've got the name, they've got the money, they've got the power. Certainly the radical left controls the DNC and the levers of power within the federal government. Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and a lot of people like him out there today, uh, especially, especially after what the government did with the vaccines are now looking at uh, at what the Democrats of today offer. And they're saying, you know, sorry, Jack. No, I have to be honest. I would be thrilled to see a matchup between Donald Trump and Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Because it would be a real contest. It would truly be a contest with Donald Trump and Joe Biden. There was no contest at all. Donald Trump mopped the floor with him, and I understand that the press and the fake news media they completely misconstrued everything they had. They softballed everything to Joe Biden. They they gave him a pass on everything that he could think of. Uh, you know, he said racist things. They gave him a pass. He said sexist things. They gave him a pass. Uh, he, he's essentially a flub machine. Uh, Donald Trump. Trips on a crack in the sidewalk and they say, you know, that he is elderly and infirmed and he shouldn't be uh, in politics any longer. Well, see, NLJ Mick, if he runs as an independent, then he will lose the monetary support that comes with running as a Democrat. This is a problem that we run across uh, often uh, because we have this two party system, two official parties. There's other parties, but. The Democrats and the Republicans, they control all of the money in this nation. And oftentimes I have thought, you know, might it be better if we have like a European model where they have 10 different parties and everybody votes on the, the exact thing that they want? You know, you're a farmer, you vote for the Farmers Party, you're a laborer, you vote for the Labor Party, uh, you're a conservative, you vote for the Conservative Party, Yeah, you're a, a socially liberal, then you vote for the Social Democrats, you know, would that be better? Um I don't know. I really don't know because when you have a system of government set up like that kind of like that that like split party parliamentary system um you end up having coalitions that don't really represent anyone at all. Uh because you know you'll get say 15 percent of the vote for one party, maybe 20 or 25 percent of the vote for another party. And then, you know, it gets divvied up uh, among the rest. And then whichever one has the highest percentage, well, they get to rule and then they get to choose other parties that they can make a coalition with. Um, I think that we have a better opportunity with our current system. But I think that we need to do away with the official Democrat and Republican parties because they are both so utterly corrupt. They are corrupt on the same level as the entirety of the United States government is. So. So this news just came out about an hour ago, Um, and of course, they call him an anti-vaccine activist and a scion of one of the country's most famous political families He actually filed his statement of candidacy on yesterday, or earlier today, rather, with the FEC. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is 69 years old. He plans to challenge Joe Biden. Uh, And Marianne Williamson is also running in the Democrat race. Now, if you'll remember, Marianne Williamson didn't get very far the last time she ran as a Democrat. So that's basically all they say about him and his politics. They mention that, of course, he is the nephew of President John F. Kennedy and the son of Robert F. Kennedy, both assassinated by the federal government of the United States of America, the clowns in America. And of course, he is a best-selling author uh, and an environmental lawyer. But then then we get into the real story, how he is a vaccine denier. Fifteen years ago, he became fixated on a belief that vaccines are not safe. He emerged as one of the leading voices in the anti-vaccine movement, and his work has been described by public health experts and even members of his own family as misleading and dangerous. Obviously, that's not true. <laughs> the only ones who are giving misleading and dangerous information are the mainstream media, the establishment government stooges like Anthony Fauci and Deborah Burks and all them. And, you know, look at this. They're still tracking covid. They are still tracking COVID over here on the left. Bloomberg, it's 2023. Did Do they put this on everybody's articles or did they put it only on Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s article? Um, yeah, interestingly enough. They do mention his new book that he released in 2021, The Real Anthony Fauci, on which I am hoping to interview RFK Jr. here very soon. I'm actually going to reach out to him again after this show and uh, we'll see about having him on. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I think this is hilarious. Uh, 177,325 new cases worldwide as of March 9th, 6.8 million total deaths reported worldwide. No distinction between dying with COVID and dying from COVID. Is that 12 billion? one hundred and fifty thousand eight hundred and seventy eight vaccine doses administered in 84 184 countries and stocks are up <laughs> and, the, and the and the treasury bond yield is up as well 1.5 percent. Mm. all right so uh good luck to you robert f kennedy jr and i i'm serious i hope that i am able to get him here on the show because i think that it could be an interesting conversation. You know, we may not agree on everything politically, but I certainly respect his uh, political dynasty. I respect the, the work the Kennedys did, and uh, I, I I respect them because they were dangerous enough that the CIA had to kill them. Uh, it just always has, has fascinated me, the idea of what the Kennedys could have achieved had they not been murdered. Uh, and I think we would be living in a very, very, very different world. Um, but – Obviously, things happen the exact way that they're supposed to. Uh, Now, the other night on, uh, what was it, Uh, Baseless Conspiracies, my, my good friend John Harold and I, we did a show about time travel and about the idea of the Trump family being time travelers themselves. Now, as always, you know, there's a little bit of controversy that goes along with these subjects. Whether you think Trump and Barron are time travelers or not, or you believe in time travel or not or you believe what firsthand witness accounts are from any number of people who claim to have actually traveled in time, what I'm interested in is this meme right here. On the exact same day, Elon Musk posted this meme, a photo of Donald Trump in 1980, and it says, Why do time travelers keep trying to kill me? I'm just a realtor. And Elon says, If the Dem Party had a time machine. I found this interesting because it was so closely aligned with the subject matter that we were discussing that day on uh, on our program. Now, Elon posted it early in the day. We talked about it some eight hours later or so. Um, but uh, I had no idea that this tweet came out. So I just thought it was kind of interesting. Mm. So... David Ford says, the CIA stuff was 60 years ago. Who knows how RFK Jr. feels about it? Well, I mean, we may not know specifically. I'm certainly going to ask when I get him on the show. But if I had to hazard a guess, and this is also based upon comments that have been made to me from people who have spoken to RFK, it's definitely something that he believes happened and that he was considering. I mean, not to mention John John, his cousin was specifically looking into the assassinations at the behest, or excuse me, at the hands of the CIA. I think that RFK knows exactly what happened. I think it's an open secret. Uh, I, I Considering the fact that, you know, how open he is to vaccine skepticism and, and uh, a lot of these other kind of red pill issues out there, uh, I think it's highly unlikely that he has an opinion about the assassination of his father and his uncle, uh, in any other way than what we have. I'll, I'll be happy to ask him though, for certain. Okay. So, oh, truth quest, Aaron Moriarty, the jump room was not part of project Pegasus. It was part of project Mars run by Howard Hughes. Okay. You're right. Uh, again, we, I wasn't trying to be like super factually correct on, uh, the stuff in regards to, um, why can I not remember his name? Your, your buddy there and, and somebody who we've talked about interviewing before. Uh, but we are going to do that uh, in the future. Uh, Spike Protein says, I wasn't a big fan of Trump. Excuse me. I wasn't a big fan of JFK until Trump became president. And I realized that most of Trump's policies that I liked were also policies championed by JFK. At that point, I started to respect uh, JFK. David Ford. I know he's anti-Trump. I'm not suggesting that I'm going to vote for him. And I'm not suggesting that you vote for him either. In fact, I opened the show saying that he was running against Donald Trump. Now, just because you don't like Donald Trump doesn't mean that you aren't aware of the fact that the CIA killed your uncle and your father. Um, I don't think that you have to be aligned politically to believe that the deep state security state apparatus uh, has gotten out of control and that we need to do something about it. I think that's something that we can come together on as Democrats and Republicans, as conservatives and liberals, you know, because uh, this is uh, uh, an issue that used to be important to the, uh, the, the, the left uh, before they got radicalized. You know, they used to be suspicious of the CIA and the intelligence apparatus because they knew that the CIA killed JFK. And then under Donald Trump, somehow there's this transformation and these people start to love the deep state. they start to love the intelligence community. They suddenly hate Edward Snowden and Julian Assange. Those guys were heroes before. Uh, yeah, so I I have said this so many times. I don't need the people who come on my show to like, you know, stand in front of me, kneel and worship at the altar of Donald Trump. I don't care. I honestly don't care what anybody believes except for the truth. And if somebody has an opinion that's different than mine and we can't come to an agreement on it and I'm unable to convince them, it's just not something I'm worried about wasting a whole bunch of time on. So, okay, okay, good, David. Good, good, good. Because sometimes people are just like, you know, why are you going to have that person on the show? You know, well, you know. If if you if you wouldn't want to have them on the show, then you know that's your thing. That you're back, you know. I mean, like, this is my show. I want to I want to have conversations with people. Sometimes I want to know why they think the way they think, and the only way I can do that is if I have a conversation with them. And to be frank, I'm so busy. The only time that I get to do it is when I'm on a show like this. Okay, so that's enough about that, David. I appreciate you uh, uh, bringing it up, regardless. Um, Here is an interesting story, and I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on it, guys, because you know there's a lot of speculation about, uh, you know, wh- wh- who is Mike Pence? Is this guy a good guy or a bad guy? If, you know, if you read Devolution, obviously you think that Pence is a good guy. Well, you might not think that. You you, you know that John thinks that Pence is a good guy. I think a lot of people. Uh, Are on that train, but then a lot of people are just you know no, I don't trust Mike Pence. You know, I'm the kind of person who will uh, trust what you show me, and you know, and I only go so far with it. So, what has Mike Pence shown me? Well, I mean, he's he's been kind of adversarial to Donald Trump. He said that it's time for a change in leadership, Um, but I am not averse to the idea that Mike Pence is playing a role. So. I kind of look at people like Mike Pence with uh, cautious skepticism. You know, I'm not going out to lunch with Mike Pence. I don't need to entrust anything in my life that's important to Mike Pence. In the end of the day, I think that he's truly irrelevant in like the way this story goes in the future. Uh, He may have been important while President Trump was actually in office, but right now he's doing his own thing or Maybe he's doing exactly what President Trump wants him to do. I don't know, but we had learned not that long ago that uh, Just Revere don't. I love RFK, but don't forget he's huge on climate. And once told Yahoo News that Trump was bad because he wasn't nice enough to China. (laughs) Yeah, again, I'm not going to vote for RFK. uh, And uh, and I'm not uh, suggesting that anybody else here should vote for RFK either. I simply think that it would be an interesting contest because RFK has his wits about him as opposed to Joe Biden excuse me, who doesn't, uh, it's just not a fair fight. You know, have you guys ever beat up a crippled kid? Yeah. There's not much fun in that because they can't fight back in the same way that somebody who isn't crippled can. This is kind of the same thing. Uh, you know, Joe Biden is a mental defective. It's not fun to watch him getting mopped up on stage by Donald Trump. And I've never beat up a crippled kid for, you know, just, just for the sake of the argument, it was just an analogy. Penny Whitbrock, good to see you, Penny, because diverse people who don't agree with everything we believe make for interesting conversations. Yes, I absolutely agree with you. Um, Hang on. Uh, NLJ Mick zero or O. don't know how to say your name, but Zach related to the baseless conspiracy about Trump. Have you heard about the monk in Italy who put a brick in the church wall and predicted Trump would save America many, many, many years before he got in? No, no, I haven't. I haven't. I haven't. I would please send me something about that. I'd love to check it out. Yeah. Spike says, I want Pence to be a good guy, but his public actions show that he is a bad guy. Perhaps he is playing a public role as a bad guy, but I don't know. He is irrelevant outside of his connection to Trump. That's exactly the way I feel about it. And this, the reason I'm trying to get that point across is because I feel like people spend a lot of time on the things that don't matter and they end up getting twisted up. Uh, as they try to decipher, like you know, what somebody's motivations are and why they're doing what they're doing. Like once it's done, the only thing that matters is what you do next or what comes next. And to obsess about something that happened that you have no power over, uh, it's a fruitless endeavor. So I, I I bring it up because I want people to have that same type of attitude about things because I feel like it gives me peace. It allows me to just flow through. I am like water running through a stream, okay? Path of least resistance and along the way I get done what I need to get done. So, uh let me see. Um uh to to uh ignore me please. Are you sure? Are you sure? Hey Red Pill, do you did you do the reptilian episode on basis conspiracies? No, we didn't. That's definitely coming up. That's but again, uh, I want everybody to go. Please do me a favor. I want you to go to John's um, Twitter and the and and uh, also his uh, his Truth Social. We have a post which we asked people to submit conspiracies to, so that we can talk about those on a future episode. Mm. All right. Thank you also to Paulie over there on the Foxhole for dropping a a can and some shades. I really appreciate it. Um, yes. Uh, we missed you too, Penny. I'm really glad that you're okay. You had me so scared, you guys. So she texted me and was telling me what was going on. And I was like, oh, you know, I didn't know what to think. Uh, I was so afraid that we were going to lose you. And I was like, please, you know, have extra work for Penny to do here on earth so that she doesn't have to leave again, again. And uh, and thank God, here you are, and you're healing up. David says, uh, listen to you every day, just on app usually, so we don't come in the chat. Thanks. Well, awesome, David. I'm glad to have you here, buddy. I'm glad that you are in the chat. Um, and uh, and just so everybody knows, you know, I mean, like, my one of my favorite things is when I can, like, chat it up with you guys. Uh, I think that I, I just I, – I tend to feel like I always have to be talking. <laughs> and so – Um, like when there's like uncomfortable pauses, I mean, I just, I think about radio. I I kind of was trained in radio long time ago, back in the day. And like, that was like one of the, the, the rules is that you never allow silence on the air. There always has to be something going on. So you have to keep talking or you have to be playing music or something like that. Anyway. So Mike Pence is scheduled to testify uh, before the grand jury that is deciding a, ga- a case against President Trump. Now, considering the fact that the the case with the grand jury in Manhattan has already decided on charges against Donald Trump, uh, where does that leave us? Um, that must be either the special counsel investigation, uh, or perhaps it could be the investigation down in Georgia. We know that both of those are not going anywhere in terms of finding a crime against President Trump. Um, uh, Special counsel uh, Jack Smith. That's another one that people uh, often uh, kind of theorize that he is some kind of white hat in disguise. I I stand behind my assessment that he looks like a supervillain. I don't have any good feelings from Jack Smith, and I'm, you know, I've been wrong before. So... Maybe that will turn out to be uh, something good. Um, But mm, I am leaning towards that he is not a Trump fan and that uh, if he is playing a role, he is not aware of the role he's playing. So, you know, I and, you know, maybe Kyle thinks something different, but uh, but that's okay. So Pence was subpoenaed by counsel Jack Smith, special counsel Jack Smith back in February. Now, he argued that because he was president of the Senate, Uh, He was acting as a member of the legislative branch on January 6th, and therefore he is protected from the DOJ's demands that he come in and testify. Uh, He also argued that, uh, hold on, hold on. Uh, I'm sorry, Boesberg, who was overseeing this, remember corrupt federal judge James Boesberg, has ruled that Pence can decline to answer any questions about his time presiding over the Senate. So that means that even if Mike Pence comes in and testify, and it looks like he will, he, he doesn't have to answer anything that is related to while he was acting as the uh, um, as the leader of the Senate. So uh, this is where I think they would be helping to get some type of incriminating information about Donald Trump. Perhaps uh, he will go ahead and plead the fifth and you know just say, I don't want to answer any questions on anything. But uh, this is going to be interesting. I'm actually uh, – I'm looking forward to getting – Mike Pence's testimony uh after he is called before this grand jury and he's asked to testify. Um all right, so let's let's talk a little bit more about uh the the indictment of, uh, of President Trump. Um you know, I said in the trailer for this program, a <clears throat> couple of interesting things have happened in the last couple of days. First of all, Stormy Daniels had that I I had read it I had read a couple of different uh numbers that were quoted. Um Yesterday I saw one hundred and sixty-six thousand. Today I saw one hundred and twenty-two thousand. She has been ordered to pay that judgment to uh, to President Trump, and then you know, lo and behold, he gets uh, arraigned that day. Um, And it is in regards to this particular deal here. Now, you know the the charges that they are attempting to pin on President Trump. Uh, are so thin they they just they have no weight they have no merit and we'll go through them in a little bit more detail here um but i i'm not the only person who sees that you know i mean there are plenty of people in the legal world on both the right and the left that that all recognize that this is a political witch hunt you know i mean th- this is everything that donald trump claimed was happening to him and to this nation personified they have put it on full display everyone is aware of it now and You know, Stormy Daniels, she's not happy that she has to pay uh, Donald Trump. Also, you know, I want to say, guys, uh, it was not easy to find a picture of Stormy Daniels uh, that was presentable. Uh, If you go and search for pictures of Stormy Daniels, all you're going to find is naked stuff. I found one photograph of her with her clothes on and uh, and I actually used a different face from another photograph because I wanted to make her look not so happy. Uh, Stun Gun One, who is now a monthly supporter over on Locals and Rumble, says, uh, hello, Patriots. Hey, what's up, brother? Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thank you very much to everybody who is supporting the show. Um, You were eating supper. (laughs) So anyways, Stormy Daniels, uh, it's difficult to find anything. And even if you try to put in like other things like Stormy Daniels on the red carpet, then you'll just find – Photos from a movie she was in where there's red carpet in the photo. Anyways, she had this to say, y'all keep, I can't even repeat it. Y'all keep saying ejaculation dumpster like it's a bad thing. It's definitely more fun being sexy being under my sexy man instead of under arrest. Oh, I see what she did there. She turned it around on President Trump and tried to make it out that he has done something illegal and that he's under arrest. Well, you know, President Trump was in and out. And one major difference is that Donald Trump will not be convicted of anything. Uh, But Stormy Daniels is still going to owe him hundred and twenty two thousand dollars now I want to play a video for you guys that I think that you're going I'm to pul- hold on do you remember on Monday where was it where was it yesterday when I uh, I i I pretended to be that guy <laughs> I pretended to be that college student who um had uh, called in a death threat I guess it was to Matt Gates. we now learned that it's Matt Gates. You just, <laughs> Penny says, I just Googled me, no nudes. <laughs> oh man. Anyways, um, Alan Poehler, remember Alan Poehler, the Democrat, the young Democrat college student who had called in a death threat, left a voicemail for Matt Gates like a big idiot, big, stupid idiot. Anyways, we actually have video of the alleged call. And, uh, this is courtesy of Rise Attire. Hi. My name is Alan Poehler, A-L-L-A-N-P-O-L-L-E-R. And I just want you to know, Representative Redacted, if you keep coming for the gays, we're going to strike back and I guarantee you, you will not want to f*** with us. We will kill you if that's what it takes. I will take a bullet to your f***ing head if you f*** with my rights anymore. And if you want to keep going down that path, you know who's next. I don't know if it was exactly in that voice, but support rise attire rise they have so many cool shirts you can get red pill 78 shirts there hoodies a whole slew of different content and uh and, and materials from some of your favorite podcasters but anyways i just wanted to say thank you uh to my friends at rise attire for putting that together um now here is uh another video that uh that i had found this is a a black woman uh who is speaking out about the unequal system of justice that we have here in America. Uh, She is not a political channel, but she's interesting because she's black and she is speaking out in favor of Donald Trump. Now, uh, it looks like, at least now, she is going to support Donald Trump in 2024, but that she did not support him in the past. But, like, per my argument over the last week, This indictment will push Donald Trump over the top. He will get so much support from it and it's already happening. Let's take a listen to Rear you.
1: I just wanted to go live for all the clowns that are calling me a bot. No, I'm not a bot. Clearly, I'm right here. My name is Arethia Castro. I have nothing to hide. Like I said, I was a police officer for almost eight years. I do not believe that anybody is above the law. My point is... They are not charging everybody for their crimes. So don't sit here and try to act like they are. We have politicians that are doing insider trading every single day. Nancy Pelosi is the worst one. If we're going to call everybody out, then let's call it even. Bill Clinton paid off Paula. You have Obama that has done numerous crimes. You have Joe Biden right now. Let's not even get started. Keep it real and be honest with yourself. Again, no, I'm not a bot. My page is dedicated to trading because I'm a girl who trades options.
0: Okay, so uh, not a fan of Donald Trump until he started being persecuted. And she does what we've been doing for the last several years, rattling off the crimes of the left. And she's absolutely right. This is why this indictment is going to have so much of an impact, because as we have seen for years politicians, famous people, the american oligarchs, they have gotten away with crime after crime after crime. Because they have because they have power, because they have privilege. Like they like to talk about all the time. They they accuse us of having privilege because I'm a white man, okay? Uh but I'll tell you what real privilege is. Real privilege is getting insider information. Because you're a representative in Congress and then handing it over to your husband and your broker or just going to your own desk inside the office building there on Capitol Hill and making a couple of day trades, saving yourself millions of dollars because you did something before a company tanked or you make millions of dollars because you did something before a move was made or announced to the public. That's called insider trading, and Congress people do it all the time. Uh, we have seen it time and time again. It's not just Democrats. It's Republicans as well. And this is something that nobody ever got in trouble for. Well, maybe they'll be charged now. Maybe the congressmen who insider trade will now be prosecuted by local prosecutors who would otherwise have just said, oh, I can, I can never get the okay to do this. There will definitely Definitely, be conservative prosecutors who are like, you know, wow, you know, I wouldn't mind being attorney general someday for a Republican administration. Why don't I go after one of these Democrat politicians who so clearly broke laws? Now, who's a person that she named? Yeah, I'm not looking too white, too white right now, Zach. (laughs) That's right. Yeah, I'm actually feeling a little pale. I haven't really been out to like properly sunbathe, uh, it's about a week now, but I did walk the dogs with my face uh, held high towards the sky the entire time. But one of those names, one of those names that she mentioned was Barack Hussein Obama. And wouldn't you know it? Wouldn't you know it? We actually have a story that I was waiting to pull up and tell you guys about. Do you remember the 1MDB scandal this was a scandal involving some Malaysian guys who were attempting to put together a bunch of Hollywood deals, and they got in bed with people like Leonardo DiCaprio and also the Democrat Party. Well, Leo DiCaprio just testified that this Malaysian financier, who is also linked to the Chinese Communist Party and who is currently running in the wind. This guy is wanted by Interpol, and they have like a, a global bolo out for him, but they haven't been able to find him, probably because he was able to squirrel away hundreds of millions of dollars that was stolen, uh, and that this is what they're looking for. That money is gone. They are never going to find it again. It's absolutely stunning, but it looks like Barack Obama uh, is said to have received $30 million during his 2012 campaign. So he took the stand on Monday, uh, and they're asking him to kind of flesh out the details of of what appeared to be a complicated money funneling scheme that a Malaysian financier was running so that he could fuel tens of millions of dollars through a 1990s rap artist for the purpose of donating to former President Barack Obama's 2012 re-election campaign. Now, Leo DiCaprio says that uh, he is part of this saga uh, because he was supposed to have partied with Joe Lowe. I don't know who that is. Uh, This Malaysian financier who apparently suggested to DiCaprio while they were parting that he intended to contribute to Barack Obama's presidential campaign. Now, Leo said it was a casual conversation and what party he was in support of. I told him what party I was in support of, and he told me that he, or he and a group, we're going to make a significant contribution to the Democrat Party. I said, wow, that's a lot of money. <laughs> now, you know who else is involved in this? Praz. Praz, you might remember as a founder of the Fugees, uh, one half of the Fugees with Lauren Hill. Um, now, Praz had been recruited by this guy, Jolo, in an effort to funnel the money into Barack Obama's reelection campaign, because, of course, foreigners like Jolo or the Chinese Communist Party are not allowed to contribute to U.S. campaigns. And the report indicated that Praz had taken tens of millions of dollars so that he could then lobby the government on behalf of the Chinese government. Now, my question is, did Praz register as a foreign agent to do that, or were they just paying him for his access to Barack Obama because, you know, he used to be a a popular hip-hop artist? Well... In the end of the day, a lot of that money got stolen. Uh, He is accused, Joe Lowe, of embezzling $4.5 billion from that one MDB. This was a Malaysian state-owned investment fund. Uh, It would be like, um, I don't know, BlackRock, okay? Let's say that uh, BlackRock uh, was like majority-owned by the United States government, and they chose somebody like Larry Fink to run it, and then Larry Fink stole billions of dollars from it, put it away in some accounts with some creative accounting so nobody would ever know. And then he just ran and the guy's gone. You know, it's probably got massive plastic surgery, just looks like a complete, he could even be a woman at this point. (laughs) Might not even be a man anymore. (laughs) Mm. All right, you guys, do me a favor. If you're just getting here, hit that thumbs up right over there. All right. So how does Joe Lowe and Leo DiCaprio come back together? Well, 1MDB was a part financier of The Wolf of Wall Street. It was a good movie. Uh, Now, DiCaprio said that he and Lowe carried on a friendship for a number of years, uh, and he understood that Lowe was a significant businessman who had ties to Abu Dhabi and Malaysia. In Hollywood, it's all about money. It's who you have relationships with. Now, uh, according to Utas in Malaysia, the Inspector General of Police has confirmed that this fugitive, Joe Low, is currently hiding in Macau, and they believe that Joe Low and his family have been seen moving freely in Hong Kong. Well, if he is a spy working for the Chinese Communist Party, then it makes sense that they would allow him to live there and uh, and apparently just move around freely. So. That guy, Praz was apparently paid $70 million to uh, assist Lowe. Now, because of that, he is currently facing 11 criminal counts of attempting to influence uh, the Obama and Trump administrations. Uh, prosecutors have also noted that uh, the artist is attempting, is accused of being attempted to interfere with Trump's investigation into Lowe as well. So even though... Praz uh smelled the, the 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 smelled what was cooking he was still trying to shill for his Chinese overlords. So I I'm I, I'm excited to see how that one's gonna go ahead and turn out as well. Now uh now that we've established that Democrats can commit crimes too, and likely they don't get arrested, uh let's talk a little bit about how the indictment is affecting Donald Trump. Again, I said that this was going to be spectacularly bad for the Democrats and for the deep state. It was going to solidify in the minds of most Americans that yes, our nation is corrupt. Yes, the system is broken. Yes, they are trying to politically persecute the most likely winner of the 2024 election and the winner of the 2020 election and the winner of the 2016 election. They simply cannot afford to allow him to stay a free man walking on the streets. So they're going to do what they're going to do. Doesn't mean they're going to be successful. Now, since they announced that they were going to be indicting President Trump, uh, his numbers have been on the rise. Rasmussen, probably the only legit polling company besides uh, Rich Barris's outfit. Um, <clears throat> Man M. Oh, hey, what's up? Um, no, I, I, I did my taxes, but it's cause I was getting a refund. So, uh, I definitely did my taxes. Everyone listening at home. I definitely did my taxes. Um, but this Rasmussen poll shows that Donald Trump is crushing Joe Biden. I mean, he was doing great before they announced that they plan to indict him. And since they plan to indict him, his numbers have been up by 10 points. Now, uh, in this most recent study, this most recent survey, they show that if the election between Trump and Biden were today, 47% of likely U.S. voters would vote for Trump and 40% would vote for Biden. Another 11% said that they would vote for some other candidate. Now, despite the fact that Rasmussen is a more reliable source of information, I still think that they oversample for Democrats. And the reason is that people... You only know what people tell you, and over the phone, somebody can very easily tell you that they're uh, a Republican, um, and, and they don't have to be telling the truth. I mean, just because you and I would tell the truth doesn't mean that most people would. Um, it also shows that uh, a lot of times Democrats are more likely uh, to participate in these types of opinion polls over the phone because they know that they can influence public opinion. Uh, a nicely positioned poll showing the type of data you want it to show can successfully influence a person or many people uh, to make decisions about any number of given subjects so let's say that you, this is why they call them suppression polls uh because they will do a poll oversample for Democrats, ask a question about Republicans, you know how likely is Donald Trump to go to jail for the rest of his life. Only Democrats answer, they say, you know, very, very likely, you know, and then they can put out the uh, the poll and say, oh, a majority of Americans believe that Donald Trump is a criminal and he should just go to prison. Um, and then certain people will be like, oh, it's over. I, You know, why am I still fighting? You know, I'm just going to sink back in my chair. Um, or uh, they will put out polls, exit polls on Election Day, showing that the candidate you like is way lower in the actual ballot count than they truly are. And then there will be some people who haven't had a chance to vote yet and they just won't show up. That's why they call it a suppression poll. They are suppressing your will to participate in the system. Hmm. But don't let it happen, okay? Uh, Sorry, again, uh, if the race was held right now, Donald Trump would win. Uh, Donald Trump was winning before they announced that he was going to be indicted. And now, despite... These indictments and Alvin Bragg's public statements on the crimes contained therein and the actions that Donald Trump have taken, uh, it goes to show that they are thinly, thinly predicated. They don't have any meat to them. Uh, And I've got a couple of uh, interesting quotes here from Alvin Bragg that we're going to go over. Let me just get this pulled up. Oh, actually, before we do that, I talked about Stormy Daniels. I talked about the effect of Donald Trump's indictment. Now, I'm sure you remember E. Jean Carroll. E. Jean Carroll was the weird lady who said rape was sexy. I mean, you know, that's between you and your your uh, your, your lover. Um, but she said it live on CNN in an interview with Anderson Cooper, where she was trying to claim that Donald Trump had raped her in a Bergdorf Goodman. Uh, I thought I thought it was Goldman Bergdorf Goodman dressing room. Uh, Obviously, that never happened. President Trump said uh, total fantasy and she's not my type. Um, And because because of that, she is suing him for defamation. Now, there have been a number of cases that she has attempted to bring uh, that up to this point have been unsuccessful. There's actually two That are taking place right now. And and then there's another one that's like before the uh, uh, one of the appeals courts. I don't know if it's the 10th or the 4th. Uh, Truth is out there. Yeah, she was fascinating to listen to. Um, Yeah, it gave it gave you a, a real serious type of insight into the mind of someone who suffers from Trump derangement syndrome. I have to be honest. I think maybe she tried to sleep with Donald Trump and he rebuked her um, and she was offended because, like so many people on the left who are self-entitled and believe that they are worth more than they actually are or that they should be treated in a way other than how normal people are treated. I think E. Jean Carroll was rebuffed by Donald Trump. Her advances were made upon him. He was busy and he didn't care and he was just like, oh, she's not even attractive. So, you know, I'm just not even going to register. So, um, you know, I mean, I I would imagine that there are probably people out there who have been approached by people you're not attracted to. Uh, You know, (laughs) there's all kinds of stories that I could think of. But if somebody you're not attracted to comes up to you and makes a move and you're just like, no, you know, sorry, you know, I'm I'm, keep moving, keep moving. Uh, then that person can be offended. And a person like Donald Trump, when you offend someone like that, they want revenge, okay? They see dollar signs in their eyes and E.G. and Carol saw dollar signs. Yeah. (laughs) Esther says, I agree, Zach. DJT hurt her feelings. Oh, that's right. Mm. Uh, Wait a second. Rocket Savvy. Who hasn't seen Fight Club? Fight Club is an incredible movie and an even better book, if I might say. Um, it will be the strangest movie. I took my dad to see Fight Club before he died years ago. And uh, at the end of the movie, he was like, Zach, what the hell did you do to me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he was a little upset, but um, <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I have a Fight Club shirt. I will wear my Fight Club shirt tomorrow. Or no, tell you what, I'll wear it tonight on Altered State. And uh And maybe we can see it. Yes. Um, But E. Jean Carroll uh, had an ongoing case against Donald Trump. The good news about it is, is that today, the day after his indictment and arraignment, uh, her trial has been indefinitely postponed. That means it was set for April 10th. It's now off the docket. You haven't seen it yet, (sighs) Sillibor? Yeah. Yeah. I... I wonder if maybe uh uh we could do like a Fight Club watch party on here. Mm. Spirit I I mean I own it. I can I can't even tell you how many times I've seen it. Oh, Penny, you got to see Fight Club. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is uh it's a movie, it's a film about recapturing your masculinity and uh and honestly, like it came out it, it would not be made today. Okay, like there's no way that it could ever be made today because of just how woke and stupid Hollywood is. But this is like a rejection of all of that, that like soft manhood. Um, The idea of uh, of of being a consumer wage debt slave. Uh, It's a great film. Great, great film. So E. Jean Carroll is she's crazy. Okay, she's crazy. She's jealous. She's got nothing. And she's an older woman. All right. You know, I mean like there are certain people who, as they age, uh, they feel that their flower has faded. And, and as a result of that, they have to do some crazy things. It's like, you ever seen desperate people doing desperate things? This is E. Jean Carroll. So, uh, because president Trump said he, she wasn't his type. He, she says it's defamation. So on Monday, uh, a judge made this decision to postpone the trial. Um, And this is a this is actually they were attempting to put two lawsuits together uh, and make it one single trial. But uh, because she's got that other pending civil lawsuit, uh, which is before the um, the appeals court, he has said, you know, we're just going to just hold off on doing this. We have to see what happens with the other one. So. Uh, it's very possible that if that other case is thrown out, then this one just might be officially thrown out as well. But as it stands right now, e. Jean Carroll is in limbo. And um, I don't think she's going to get very far with this. I mean, how are you going to say that Donald Trump committed defamation against you because he said he wouldn't have slept with you? I mean, <laughs> I mean come on. You know, I mean, uh, it's not enough. You know, you want you, What did you she, she, she claims that he raped her? You know, I mean, like, so what do you want him to say? You know, that, that, oh yeah, that E. Jean Carroll, she's a, I grabbed <laughs> No, no, he's not going to say that. Okay. Of course he's going to say that you're not his type. Uh, but yeah, she's jealous and she just needs to get over it. Oh, here we go. Um, <clears throat> I did not get a chance to watch the actual, um, proceeding yesterday. Um. But what I can tell you is that there was all kinds of discussion about it, like on CNN and MSDNC and left wing news outlets, even on Fox News. Um, Did you see that exchange that Brian Kilmeade had where he suggested that President Trump should be gagged? Get the F out of here. Like, like, what are you talking about? You know, I used to enjoy listening to Brian Kilmeade apparently, or excuse me, occasionally but no more. The guy's done. He's dead to me. Dead to me. Most of the uh the talent, the on-air talent at Fox is is, uh, is dead to me. Um Tucker Carlson, there are times where he will uh have flashes of brilliance. And I've said this before. I th- Who is making those noises? I I I just heard something like moving around and I'm home alone. Yeah, Brian Kilmeade is a total idiot. <clears throat> Anyways, I don't know what that noise was. <laughs> but um, so to have been a fly on that wall and to have actually like felt what Donald Trump was uh, was thinking and, you know, his actions at people in the court. You know, I thought that the images I saw, the, the brief clip of video, President Trump <clears throat> did not appear to be phased uh by the fact that he was you know in the process of being arraigned certainly it was an inconvenience you know i don't i don't know anybody who goes to trump you know with excuse me goes to court with like a big beaming smile on their face you have to have like an appropriate level of of reverence and deference to the court you know because the last thing you want is for a judge to think that you want to square off with him you know <clears throat> um I do have security cameras, mom, but I don't have security cameras in the house. They're outside so that I can tell if people are going to break into the car or if they're breaking it outside. There's 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 no one here. OK, like it's me, the dogs and Smokey. I, I mean, I, I just I'm just hearing weird things. <clears throat> there's if there's any I am strapped. I'm definitely strapped, guys. Second Amendment uh, supplies are in, you know, a uh, full demand here at the uh, at the Payne household. Um yeah, I don't know. If if there is something out there, then it's not something of this earth. You guys ever read any um I don't know. Okay, whatever. <clears throat> Continuing on.
2: <laughs>
0: and he says, uh whoever is sneaking up on Zach, you'll have to get through us first. <clears throat> um, okay. So this producer at Fox News said That by and large, you know, President Trump was calm, cool, collected, but he glared at Alvin Bragg. Here is what I believe to be uh, some footage of this man making that statement. Let's go ahead and go to the Columbia Bugle.
3: I think I think it's worth noting. I I think I brought it up already, but I may not have that. The. President Trump, former President Trump, definitely glared at the DA Bragg when he left. He he seemed to get up, look around the room, you know, because he he walked in. Trump was the last one to walk in the hearing, oh. and this was pretty intense. I screwed up. I think I think it's worth noting. I, I think I brought it up already, but I may not have that. The, President President Trump, former President Trump, definitely glared at the DA Bragg when he left. He he seemed to get up, look around the room, you know, because he. He walked in. Trump was the last one to walk in the hearing. And this
0: was pretty intense. The first shall be last and the last shall be first. That is our man, Donald Trump. Of course, he's the last person to walk in. Yeah, he's he is a man of real, true power and prestige. I mean, Donald Trump is always late. And that's not because he's rude. It's because he's that freaking busy. He's got stuff to do. And if it was me, I would have glared at Alvin Bragg, too. You know, you son of a bitch. What are you trying to do to me? It's not going to work. Uh, Let me see. Salty Zero says, just my feeling. I think Dems will run RFK Jr. So the vote can look more legit rather than Trump dominating Joe. Easier steal with someone who promotes some popular red pill topics. Okay, I can totally see that. I can totally see that. Um, I also I think that RFK Jr. is an honest guy, though. Um, so there is a possibility that, you know, he may not be willing to accept the help from the underhanded Dems. But on the same token, I also think that he is too dangerous to the Democrat establishment. I think that he would be, well, there's a couple of different ways it could go. First of all, he would be too dangerous for the Dems to allow to enter government. I think one of the first things he would probably look into would be the murder and assassination of his father and his uncle. Uh, so that's a danger right there to the uh, the deep state uh, security apparatus. I don't think they could control him. Uh, so if they do allow him to run, pay close attention to who his running mate is. Because if, God forbid, he was to win the election, I don't think he would be president for very long. I, I think that Any Kennedy that gets anywhere near a high office like that, their life is going to be very, very precariously placed. I think that they would have no compunction about assassinating another Kennedy here in the 21st century. Uh, Listen, you guys, we've got to take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to be right back after this. All right. Welcome back. Thank you for being here. Uh, and if you are just joining, please do me a favor, hit that like button. We've got twenty four, twenty five hundred 2,500 people here on rumble and 489 likes. Uh, we've got, uh, a, a, a smaller amount of people over there on Foxhole, but for everybody who is hitting the, the red pills, I really, really do appreciate it. Um, this was, uh, a coup de grace for our man, James O'Keefe and O'Keefe media group. Uh, he was present in the crowd of, quote, journalists who were there to cover the Trump arraignment yesterday. Uh, remember, they were the first to come and they were the last to leave. And they were practically salivating for the days, for the a week or so that they were hanging out in front of that courthouse. Uh, You know, it was like a Grateful Dead concert. You know, you had tents and you had people, you know, with a nitrous tank (laughs) selling balloons. I mean, it was a real party atmosphere. They were all excited about the possibility of a Donald Trump indictment. And so James O'Keefe put on a disguise. He went to the press area outside of that courthouse and he started talking to these, quote, journalists, these so-called journalists uh, about uh, everything that was happening. You know, the 34-count indictment, which we'll get to in just a moment. Um, now, uh, because Alvin Bragg gave a press conference and he had some very interesting things today to say. But while James O'Keefe was there in the crowd, uh, he had some very interesting conversations with people who work at these so called news organizations. Uh, let's just go ahead and uh, we'll, we'll let it play. It begins with Benjamin Norman, who's a photographer for the New York Times. Now, I recognize that a photographer does not have as much power as a a written author working for the New York Times. But still, it goes to show you that almost entirely the staff of these fake news organizations are made up of Democrat sycophants, people who will absolutely loathe anything that has anything to do with Donald Trump or making America great again, so on and so forth. Here he is.
2: Time. Is a photographer? Yeah, 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 yeah. For the yeah. Times? Yeah. yeah. Are you finally gonna take this guy down with this? It's not gonna be enough. not gonna be enough. Oh, it seems like he gets away with everything. He you know? certainly does, man. You know? It's crazy. He it certainly does. It's crazy. He yeah. gets yeah. away with everything. Whatever it takes, right? Whatever it takes, of course. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it takes. I mean, um, it's a good start, buddy. I mean, you guys are doing your part, too. I think good. They said no mugshot and most likely no handcuffs. Oh. I mean, fingerprints, yes, but no mugshot. Are you guys with like local TV or something? Are you a Trump supporter? No. Okay, so then yeah, I can say know. I'm with CNN.
0: Oh, did you hear that? <laughs> Are you a Trump supporter? No? Well, then I can say I'm with CNN. They thought that they were talking to people who were sympathetic, sympathetic to their beliefs. Hold on, I'm just going to wind that one back. And uh, yes. Uh, I, I said nitrous balloons because nitrous balloons are sold by hippies at concerts like Grateful Dead and Fish concerts because people huff on them to get high. It's like if you've ever heard of people being addicted to like air duster, uh, it's the same type of stuff that's in there. Uh, whippets, that's another word for it. Anyways, people will inhale that stuff, get high, and then party. And these reporters, quote unquote, were looking to party. And so that's that was where I was going with it. Maybe it was a little too much for me to explain. Sorry.
2: Oh. I mean, fingerprints, yes.
0: But- yeah, Matthew, I announced it at the beginning of the show. We already talked about it, but thank you very much. Yeah, uh, if you rewind a little bit, you'll see that. That's the first thing we spoke about today. Are you
2: guys with, like, local TV or something? Oh, Are you Trump 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 Trump. No. Okay, so yeah, then I can say I'm on. with CNN. We appreciate the good work you guys do.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah,
2: thank, thank, you. thank you. guys for coming. I've never seen so many journalists in my life. I don't know. (laughs) We (laughs) know. James. OMG went down to the New York City courthouse today for the Trump arraignment to find out what was really going on. And what we first saw were hundreds of journalists and news people everywhere. We spoke to them to find out what they really thought. As you watch us do this, note that you can easily do this at any event where journalists gather. Simply by recording audio on your phone... And having a friend help from afar. I've never from? seen so many journalists in my life? It's uh, it's a very big story. Former president being uh, charged today, criminally charged. With, are we gonna uh, are they gonna get him finally? I, uh, I don't know. We'll wait and see. Is he just gonna help him like all the other things help him do the one in Georgia? Oh, George, well, that Georgia seems like it would be better at taking a down than yeah. It's more interesting down than I know. Stormy Daniels, but. Right. I'll take this. You'll we'll take, we'll this? take it. We'll take it. Uh, what do you mean we'll take it? Like
1: it's Whatever Whatever reason he is in treason is
0: good for me. The guy's a European. What does he care? <clears throat> he knows nothing about the day-to-day operations of America or what we as American citizens have to exist under with this current authoritarian regime that is looking to lock up political dissidents. You know, Georgia, okay, you know, you, you can go back behind the Iron Curtain, all right? Remember when America beat communism? Remember when America helped to take down the Berlin Wall? Your life would be nothing were it not for the efforts of Americans to defeat communism. And there is no shortage of that happening here in America today. We are still working to defeat communism and we will defeat communism. President Trump will not go to jail.
2: I'm not. No, we're Cameron. Oh, okay, cool. So, Who do you work for? ABC. ABC? Cool. It depends how much you keep sleeping. Whatever it takes, yeah, right? Hopefully, he, does oh, really? Hopefully yeah. he doesn't. Hopefully he doesn't get the nominee. It's really, and just goes it's away. Really awesome. I mean, I guess that would be great. Like that. I would love to see that on yeah. ABC so News. This nominee loses again. Either, going, either one. one. He seems like he gets away with everything. Yeah he'll, yeah. yeah, he'll buy his way out.
0: Yeah, he'll buy his
2: way out. Yeah. <laughs> Omg also spoke to a district attorney in the same courthouse as Alvin Bragg to find out what her thoughts were on the decision for Bragg to indict Trump. Sylvia Wertheimer? Yeah. Wertheimer. Wertheimer. <laughs> I'm in the appeals division. Oh. So you're a big time DA. You're I'm amazing. I'm not a big time. I'm a little low level so DA. if I-,
1: <laughs> I was surprised to hear that um, there's nothing in the constitution that prevents anybody who's even convicted of a felony from running for president. Well, maybe we should change that. Yeah, we should change a lot. Can of things. Can we change that? No. Uh, well, I'm mean, we, we can't do anything in this country. So we can't get rid of guns, of AR-15 guns. Yeah, we, gotta, mean,
0: we gotta do that. I mean,
1: but yeah. we, well, we don't see we see The country seems to be dysfunctional. Like, I don't understand that people still think he won the election. I mean,
2: you, really? it's ridiculous, right? It's ridiculous. So is it, do you think that Alvin Bragg obviously is just dealing with this and trying to make sure that... No, I, I know he thinks that the charges are, are, are
1: justified. Yeah,
2: but you don't know the charges yet?
1: No, everybody's speculating.
2: I've never seen so many journalists in my life. I don't
0: know. we know. James. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Salty Zero. Zach, you need an on-the-ground crew called WTF. Uh, yeah, okay. That would be awesome. That would be totally awesome. But, um, man... If only, if only I had the budget to go to places like New York, man, uh, that would be so cool just to go uh, watch these guys. I love it that that guy called James out at the end. It's like, yeah, we know James. (laughs) Oh, oh, there were enough of them, though, who had no idea who he was. I I just don't understand living in a world where you don't know who James O'Keefe is. It just goes to show you how oblivious these people are at the end of the day. They are so like caught up in their own tunnel vision. They exist in this world that is wholly separate from the real one that we exist in. Like that woman, you know, you can't can't believe how people think that he won. Well, maybe it's because you've never looked at the evidence because all you've ever done is swallow the bitter gruel being poured down your throat by CNN and MSDNC. So this is my question, and it looks like uh, Kash Patel was asking the same question. Now, we took over power of the House, and they announced all of these investigations, and these investigations have been going on, and we don't have the knowledge of everything that's being talked about. There are going to be closed door hearings and uh, some of the better ones we have seen. I've shown clips of them here on the show, but I've said this before. uh, I want the Republicans to go hard. Okay. I want what appears to be hard right wing, hard line policy changes. I, I want to see them going after these people for investigations And I want them to subpoena their bank accounts. I want every single aspect of their lives to be picked through with a fine-tooth comb. Because you look close enough at anybody and you can find something if you want it. And when you're looking at politicians, I don't think it takes very long to find something that will indicate they've committed crimes at all. So... We undoubtedly are going to be seeing the same type of thing happening as time goes on. I just think that they should be doing it with a little bit more fervor. Uh, And I hope that they follow through on bringing Alvin Bragg in. Um, It may be an instance where they're going to wait until after the trial, um, if it even goes to trial. Donald Trump might get this thrown out before we even get to that point. I, I, I certainly hope that he's able to do that. Because, as I said numerous times, there is no case. And Alvin Bragg in his press conference, he couldn't even speak to the charges inside the indictment, which indicates to me he also doesn't believe that there really is a case. This is just like what that journalist from ABC said. They're hoping that Trump just goes away. Uh they're hoping that this investigation, this trial will successfully detract from his popularity and that he won't be able to run for president. But even if he gets convicted of a felony, which he won't, uh there's nothing that can stop him from running for president. Uh you know, take a look at Bill Clinton, you know, how many women did he pay off? You know, how how many people around the Clintons ended up dead? Uh, Bill Clinton allowed MENA Airport to be used as a drug-running operation by the CIA. He killed little boys to keep that a secret. And Bill Clinton still ended up president. You can do basically whatever you want as long as you play the game and you've got power and money at your side. Donald Trump has lived his life like an angelic host, Okay. All he's done is show up, do his job, and live by the law, okay? The man practically shines because he is so clean, and they can't stand that about him. He's somebody who cannot be controlled. So you would imagine that if this case had any merits, if anybody was going to understand the charges contained therein, it would be Alvin Bragg. You know, but every single one of these charges—what there is, there's like a 34 uh, counts—and this is the statement of facts. So they're claiming that between 2015 and 2017, Donald Trump himself orchestrated a scheme to influence the 2016 presidential election. Now, what was that scheme? Well, he planned to identify and then purchase negative information about him before it could get in the papers. This is not a scheme uh, that is illegal. All right. Um, this is something that virtually every politician does, every famous person does. If there's somebody with a negative story about them that they're going to bring to the press, then they will find out about it and they will pay hush money. Allegedly, Zach, remember to say allegedly. Yes. uh, Sorry, mom. Sorry. Bill Clinton is allegedly a murderer. And uh, I think it was actually proven, though, that he was fully aware of the drug running that was going on in Mena, Arkansas. But either way, he's a public person. And so I'm not all that worried about it. But How many times have we heard a story like this before? I mean, it's called a hush money payment for a reason. You pay somebody the money so that they hush the hell up and then they don't go out and ruin your good name. Uh, There was a number of different instances of this. Uh, In the indictment, they allege there is no proof to say that this is true. They allege that a former doorman at Trump Tower had knowledge of President Trump impregnating a housekeeper. And that that alleged information was going to be reported before the 2016 election. And so the Inquirer, who who was the arm of, he was President Trump's friend, the guy who owned the Inquirer, he would use his role at the Inquirer to go and buy these negative stories, own the rights to them, and then not publish them. And again, this is something that these types of people do, the elites, they do this often. All right. And there's nothing illegal about it. So I, I'm I'm really confused as to how Bragg is going to attempt uh, to claim it's illegal. But it, it's basically like they took all of these things that they've accused Donald Trump of over the years. In, he's influencing the election. Well, you know, they tried it with Robert Mueller and the Russians. That didn't work. So now they're going to try it with hush money payments. Um, uh, but. Again, at the end of the day, this has already been adjudicated in a number of different venues and everyone could not find a crime inside the actions that were taken. Um, But Bragg believes or Bragg claims in the statement of facts that uh, participants who were involved in this bad story buying scheme somehow broke the law because The way that they recorded it in the ledger was somehow illegal. Now, we haven't seen the actual receipts for all of these things. But as as the owner of a company, I can tell you, as anyone out there who has their own business, uh, you know, anything that's related to the running of your business that costs money, it can be written off as something, Okay, Uh, you know. Putting gas in your car. You've got to do repairs on your car because during the course of using it for business, you wore out a you know control arm or a CV joint, whatever it might be. Uh, you know, this is just how it works. So we have the hundred and thirty thousand dollar payment to Stormy Daniels, which was already shown to not be illegal. Uh, they claim that the way that he refunded Michael Cohen for it uh is what's illegal. Um now I t- I spoke with uh, uh, Just Human and and John and uh, uh, we we had a panel last night. Um, uh, Vigilant News was also there, and um, and and we discussed this uh, in detail after we watched President Trump speaking about it. Um, you know the the biggest takeaway for me is that the the dates on these supposed crimes were when President Trump was running the country. He wasn't in New York and he wasn't running the Trump organization. He certainly wasn't running the day-to-days of the Trump family trust or whatever it is that they call it. Um, so that, so by their logic, president Trump would have been pursuing the daily actions and, and responsibilities of his companies, even though he had already divested himself of those various tasks. So, I think at the end of the day, we're going to find out that, like, you know, the 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 signatures on this check are probably made by a rubber stamp and just somebody else uh, actually took care of it. Now, if there are checks that he actually signed, you know, I mean, it, it was probably along with a pile of other things. They said, here, here you go. You know, I think they're going to have a very difficult time trying to prove that President Trump had any intentions to do anything illegal with the accounting on uh, these various purchases. Um Also, he's not an accountant. I mean, he pays other people to do that. Uh, And, you know, think about the size of the Trump organization. You know, as it says here, you've got uh, over 500 separate entities uh, and they are doing all kinds of different things. If there was any opportunity for them to find illegal activity within any of those companies, I think they already would have. And it would be a very different case. But Alvin Bragg was asked about these charges and he could not spell it out. He could not actually tell the audience what it was uh, that President Trump did that was illegal. Um, He made these statements saying that President Trump committed crimes, but of course he can't define those crimes, so there's no substance to what he says. Uh, He claims that these accounting entries are somehow crimes and he mumbled about how these were election-related crimes without describing the connection. I mean, it's a very tenuous connection. Anything that President Trump did to better his chances of being able to win the election, they're they're looking at it as somehow something that was illegally influencing the election. You know, like it, 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 this, this is tantamount to President Trump shaking uh, somebody's hand and saying, can I get your support? And like, oh, he tried to influence the election. Hey, Vector117 says, thank you, Zach, 07. Good to see you. <laughs> Sterling, I'm not going to say that one. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so in talking to Bragg about this, when describing the accounting entries, he said that the entry started in April, May, and June, and so on throughout the rest of the year. But in the indictment, it actually begins with accounting entries in February. Uh, And Bragg has charged President Trump for the first seven counts, which were made during February and March. My question now is, did Alvin Bragg even, like, read this indictment? Did he actually put it together? Did he have anything to do with it? Or is Alvin Bragg just playing a role, Uh, the, the bumbling prosecutor who can't do his job and who tried to take down Donald Trump but was once again unsuccessful. Uh, I think that might be it. Now, Michael Cohen, as we stated before, he already testified that he had nothing. He's got nothing on Trump. Uh, and he's not going to be able to put him away with any of the information that, uh, that he has. And the books for the Trump Organization were kept by a company called AMI. Uh, and President Trump did not have anything to do with AMI other than they were the ones contracted by the Trump organization. So there's no connection there. He can't really put that together. Um, Now, Cohen, uh, it's, it's, it's alleged that Cohen labeled his receipts from President Trump as income to the New York state tax authorities. Therefore, it was taxable for the state and the state made state income tax on it. And uh, and apparently the state through Alvin Bragg is alleging that because these payments were allegedly to repay money that he had paid out to Stormy Daniels, it shouldn't count his income. Have you guys ever heard of a state or federal entity, you know, the Treasury Department of your state or the IRS trying to not count money as income. They want all of it. They want all of that income, and they're going to take their cut. They, they've got their 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 pound of flesh that they want. So uh, when Bragg took questions, it was a, a shit show, to say the least. Um, and he just kept saying that President Trump uh, had covered up And tried to cover up an actual crime, but he cannot define what that crime is. He said that Trump falsified business records that he didn't actually take uh, so that he could impact an election. But those were, of course, recorded by somebody else. And it was uh, after the election. We're talking about crimes, quote unquote, that began after President Trump was already president. So how could a crime – how how could anything you're alleging is a crime that is taking place after the event you're saying you were trying to influence through that crime? It, it's this circular logic that just keeps you going round and round and round. Uh, Alvin Bragg is uh, – he's about to put – New York on the map in a way that is not going to be good for New York. And that is difficult to do because New York is already a shithole. Okay, it's already a bad place. It's already somewhere that you don't want to live, that you don't feel safe walking down the street. And it's not the only place, you know, I mean, you pick a city, any city run by Democrats. Uh, Let's put my finger on the map. We're going to San Francisco. How's about that? San Francisco. Yes, man. It does. It does seem staged. Uh, it's like, you, you know, really, you've got to ask yourself, you know, what dumb is this guy? Is he really that dumb? Does he not realize like how none of it makes any sense? I I think that it has to look as staged as possible so that the normies are able to wake up from it. Like you've got something that's so ridiculous And we can obviously see it because we've been paying attention this entire time. But the people who are only now just beginning to pay attention, they're looking at this scenario and they say, good God, this doesn't make any sense. All right, so moving on to San Francisco, another shithole Democrat city that you don't want to live in. This is kind of interesting. Uh, The creator of Cash App, which, you know, dollar sign Zach Payne, if you want to donate to the show, uh, dollar sign Zach Payne. Uh, The creator of Cash App has just been stabbed and murdered in San Francisco. Wasn't like he was trying to score drugs on the street. Uh, He wasn't in a bad part of town. It was was the good part of San Francisco. But let's be honest, I don't think there is – a good part of San Francisco. I mean, it's all San Francisco. It's needles and human feces and homeless people and gangsters uh, smashing your windows out. You got to leave your car doors down, your car doors open and your windows unlocked. And hopefully when you get back there, there's not a homeless dude sleeping in the back. You know, maybe uh, uh, having a date with a prostitute and somebody shooting up in your front seat and then like a pile of human excrement in the driver's seat. At the time of this stabbing, uh, this man, Bob Lee, was the chief product officer at a company called MobileCoin. Um, Now, it appears that it's just a random stabbing. But given the fact that, you know, he was a creator of Cash App, he was obviously in the tech space, um, it's possible that he was just stabbed to death at 2.35 uh, in the morning multiple times, very stabby. Uh, But it's also possible maybe he was working on something else that maybe they needed to silence him for mobile coin. Let's check out mobile coin. Penny says, Zach, remember Woody Harrelson in Zombieland and his obsession with finding Twinkies. That's that's Bragg minus the badassery. Yes, that's exactly it. Alvin Bragg is just obsessed with finding something that he can pin on Donald Trump and he will not be successful. All right. So mobile coin. What is mobile coin? Your new money. So this is, oh, this looks like it may be a competitor to Cash App, which he had, this is probably crypto. Money, mobile coin makes global payments inexpensive, secure, and fast. Mobile coin uses an encrypted blockchain to give you a new and revolutionary way to move your money for global, wait, to move your money for global and local payments. In spring of 2021, the encrypted communications app Signal announced that it would add a payments feature for its users in the UK testing out in integration with a relatively new privacy-focused a privacy-focused cryptocurrency called Moneycoin. I use Signal. I'm actually going to see about downloading Moneycoin and I can uh, see what's going on. But let's also recognize that world leaders are now talking about creating a um, a, a digital dollar, okay? They want to create a central bank digital currency. I'm doing a show this weekend on uh, CBDCs, uh, and then another one later in the month. Uh, my buddy Clay Clark is coming back, and my friend Fran, who is actually like a—he's um, an executive. Uh, he's He's like a cryptocurrency genius, and so if anybody knows— uh, the dangers of these things and how we can protect ourselves, uh, he's he's one of them. But it looks like uh, mobile coin is being used in a number of different platforms. It looks like messaging platforms and then Binance, uh, Fennec Wallet, uh, but Signal. I'll, I'll go ahead and check it out and see uh, how I can use it in Signal. I don't know. It just seems a little suspicious. We've had a number of high profile individuals in the crypto tech space be murdered recently, at least die in very suspicious circumstances. So uh, Scott was or excuse me, Bob was near downtown San Francisco. Uh, The police said that officers responded to a report of a stabbing at around 235 a.m. and they found him with apparent stab wounds. He was taken to the hospital and then later died. Um, There's been no arrest. They have no idea who did it, and they're not talking about any potential suspects. Uh, In 2022, we had a total of 55 murders in San Francisco, and it looks like 2023 is planning to be hot on the heels of the number of murders from last year. Now, of course, we also are supposed to have uh, additional transgender days of visibility. So be ready. You may see someone with uh, a wig on demanding, you call them ma'am. Megan Kelly had an excellent show today with former FEC chairman, Brad Smith, who clearly explained why there is no crime. Well worth a listen. Sev Gibson. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, uh, the, the, the fact is, I mean, we've talked about it so much. It's like tonight I want to get Brad's thoughts on it, but I mean, there is a, a number of reasons. Uh, You know, first of all, There is no crime in paying somebody hush money. I mean, that's blackmail, essentially. Um, So why wouldn't Stormy Daniels be charged? Um, He didn't handle the uh, entries into the accounting book. Um, Michael Cohen reported the money as income, so he got taxed on it. Um, You know, he didn't try to influence the election. He was already president of the United States of America. It's a very, very simple thing. The only thing at the end of the day that I'm worried about is the jury pool in New York. Perhaps they can get it moved to a different jurisdiction. I was uh, surprised to, her, to learn that in 2016, New York County, which is where Manhattan is, where President Trump you know, had been living and working for so many years, it was the only New York County to vote for John Kasich. <laughs> Penny says, any word on the lady who was in Trump Tower in Chicago – with a gun. Oh, funny that you mention it, because that's definitely something that uh, I had planned to talk about. Let me actually find the article here. Uh, yes, Penny is correct. There, ooh, 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 ooh. Oh, we got more information about the Act Blue Democrat money laundering scheme currently taking place in America. Um, we, oh, hang on, where did this go? <clears throat> So, yes, apparently a woman entered Trump Tower earlier today uh, with a rifle. <clears throat> I'm not certain uh, how it went down or if we have any video, but let's take a look. SWAT officers came to the scene uh, after she entered the building. You probably are a uh, pretty safe bet to say that this woman was a Democrat, some type of loon, but um, And uh, they say it was not an active shooter situation. So either they figured out she was a Democrat real quick and They just put the kibosh on it, uh, slowed it down, uh, or they were able to disarm her very quickly. Let's go ahead and take a look at this video.
1: Great. Okay, Caitlin, thank you very much as we continue to follow breaking news unfolding right outside Chicago's Trump Tower as we take a live look at the uh, outside of 401 North Wabash, where you can see a police response and a
0: SWAT response around the uh, perimeter of that building. We don't have any word yet into the newsroom about what may have prompted that response, but... Uh, If you're driving or walking, expect possible closures in that area. We will update you as we learn more information. Okay, so they the Chicago Sun-Times is saying that this is an apparent domestic related incident. So not somebody who was looking to come in and, you know, find President Trump or something like that or Trump supporters, but. Uh, she was probably upset that her man was cheating on her. You know that's uh, that's a safe bet. Okay, so let's talk about that Act Blue situation. Uh, James O'Keefe and O'Keefe Media Group did a great job in kind of breaking this story and showing how small donations <clears throat> were being made in the names of people who had previously donated to the Democrats through Act Blue, and it was being made without their knowledge. Uh, oftentimes, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars. Way more money than these people made. So then the question becomes, where did this money come from? Is it from the cartels? Is it from like George Soros or uber wealthy uh, American oligarchs? Your guess is as good as mine. What we need is a forensic accounting of ActBlue so that we can go back through each of those transactions and trace where that money came from. And then remind me to tell you a story about Jeffrey Epstein, okay? I need somebody to say that in the chat. Cisco Lady Liberty. Oh, it's so good to see you. She says, Hello, dear heart. We have ourselves a party now, still holding that beautiful line. Absolutely. I will hold that line until the day I draw my last breath. I'm so glad you're here. It's good to see you. So, 2020, Black Lives Matter, funneled money through act blue and that went to democrats it didn't go to black people or black lives uh didn't go to help the black condition it went to help democrats they used the death of george floyd to siphon as much money out of the american public as possible it was like uh uh, uh there will be blood you know i drink your milkshake like i'm going to suck that up and you're not going to have any milkshake that's exactly what the democrats do um now also, in 2019, uh, turns out that ActBlue had been suspected of performing these same types of things. You, you had the majority of donors who were untraceable and also unemployed. Steph Gibson says uh, Tori says article today claims that Trump indictment was actually authorized by AI. She used GPT zero to demonstrate this. I'm not convinced uh if if we believe that AI is the one who authorized Donald Trump to be indicted, I mean then that means that the Democrats are taking their marching orders from may I, I don't know um you can get chat GPT to say a lot of things uh, I've played around with it um I would uh may, maybe we'll go do some chat GPTing after the end of the show, but thank you seb i I, I will check it out um all right, so. <clears throat> A preliminary computer analysis by the Take Back Action Fund, which was obtained by Fox News, has found that nearly half of all 2019 donations to ActBlue were made by people claiming to be unemployed. And it looks like for 2020 and above, they accelerated their timeline and attempted to do it to an even greater degree because, as I've stated before, nobody likes the Democrats Nobody out there likes Democrat policies, certainly not normal, uh, intelligent people, people who can think critically about these types of things. Um, Seb says, uh, chat GPT zero, no, GPT zero, not chat GPT. Okay, so hold on. What is GPT zero? Is that the, um, I mean, I know that GPT is the artificial intelligence that chat GPT is based upon, but okay. The world's number one AI detector with over 1 million users. Okay, so this looks to be a service that you can upload articles or upload, uh, um, I guess, things that uh, are said, and then it can tell you whether or not it's artificially intelligence uh, um, created. Um, Okay, so in that case... I will totally believe that the lazy people inside the Manhattan District Attorney's Office allowed AI to write this because there are a lot of people doing this now. Uh, Hold on. Let's go ahead and... Okay. See, I I do need to read that uh, statement of facts. Okay. So here is the statement of facts. I agree to the terms and conditions. Get results. Your text is likely to be written entirely by a human. So that is the statement of facts. Okay, so now let's try the indictment. Now, here's the thing is that the indictment just like repeats a lot of the same things over again. So yeah, your text is lightly written entirely by AI. Um, now, you know I, that, that is an interesting result. Um, but again, I don't, uh, I, I, th- I, I do not hold it past to these people to just, you know, give the information to chat GPT and, uh, and then tell it to spit out an indictment based upon the, uh, information on that. Penny says the unemployed buying elections. Gotta say, I did not see that coming. You want chat.ai, by the way, what is chat.ai? Uh, Okay, so an AI application allowing you to interact with an AI agent. Uh, ah, I uses models such as ChatGPT3 GPT, and OpenAI. Okay, so chat.ai is a service that uh, I think companies are using. So, okay, all right, interesting stuff. But yeah, um, so here's the thing. I don't know how the system at GPT zero is determining that this is written by an AI. I mean, it could be, uh, the repeated use of language in the exact same way, but that's just like what a large indictment is going to look like, especially if there's no meat to it, uh, or any type of substance and certainly no real crimes. But thank you, Seb. I, I, I appreciate you letting me know about that tool. I'm going to be using it here, uh, in the future. Um, Okay, so Act Blue is uh, probably the single largest source of funding for the Democrats uh, in America today, and they are funneling monies, which are most likely from ill-gotten gains and certainly not from the people uh, that they claim them to be. Uh, all of these donors appear to be over 70 years of age. Every single one of them was unemployed. Uh, and as we stated on the program when we initially reported this, probably the majority of them uh, had had their identity stolen and then were being used as a method of laundering this money. Uh, Clinton Rary on, t- on Twitter says, I decided to look into Axe Blue in Austin, Texas. I spoke with Ann, who is 80 plus years old, living in a retirement home. Over the last six years, according to the FEC, she has made 26000 143 donations or 11.9 donations per day for 2,190 days straight on average. That totals $161,541.70. Now, here's uh, another question, guys. Who is actually placing these donations in the name of somebody else? I bet you they have uh, like a a phone bank computer room with probably hundreds of computers and also hundreds of identities for each of them, and they just make a donation. You know, they might even have it automated, like place somebody's name on an account and then have the donation automatically sent to them. You can probably set that up at at the beginning of the interaction, you know, you say every Every at day, four times a day, I want to donate automatically to Act Blue. Let's go ahead and get a look at uh, what Ann had to say. Oh, my gosh. And he really breaks it down. 10,377 donations between $0.10 cents and $1. 805 donations. Uh goes on and on and on. Okay, hold on. Let's see. This is what Ann had to say. hello oh she's a sweet old lady what is that face okay hi uh
1: my name's clint are you ann um i'm just going around i'm asking questions regarding donations um it says that you made twenty six thousand donations. Would that be the case for Act Blue?
2: Oh, at least that many.
1: As you donated one hundred and sixty one thousand dollars so far.
2: Have I done that much?
1: I don't know. Oh. That's why we're just we're just asking, making sure that people aren't taking advantage of you by using your name or your uh, personal information to take your money. Um. So we just wanted to see if you've actually made that many donations. Because that was over six years, so it's 11 donations a day.
2: Well,
1: I give a lot to Democrats. You give a lot to Democrats. That's good. Uh, We just wanted to make sure that you you actually gave $161,000. Does does that sound about right? Or is that a lot of money?
0: That's a lot of money. Yeah,
1: that's a lot of money. How much do you donate a month, like, on average? Like, one or two times a month?
2: Well, I give some monthly donations and some just one
1: time. So about five donations a month, probably? Oh, at least. At least. So you'd say over six years, that's a little over maybe two, three hundred donations that you've made over six years? Yeah. Yeah, so 26,000 donations over six years seems a little high.
0: Uh, so someone in the chat moop moopti says both sides do it Zach I actually we we talked about this a little bit when James O'Keefe had suggested this and uh, I I suggested that everybody go into the FEC's website and search your name if you've ever donated to any candidate at any time. now, I haven't donated to any candidates <laughs> so uh at least not with a traceable, uh, source of income. So they don't have my name and uh, they they definitely are not donating in my name. But I would be, Mupti, if, if you've got uh, like screenshots you want to send me, I'll be uh, down to check it out on the show. Uh, and Salty Zero, I think you're right on. These crypto people being taken out lately is like the modern Titanic tragedy prior to the Fed going, Federal Reserve going into place. They don't want to shift to a new paradigm from theirs allegedly. Yes, yes. These people that are being murdered are the cream of the crop, uh, the intelligentsia of the crypto space, people who could sound the alarm because true crypto evangelists like crypto because it is not centralized, because it's not in the hands of a federal government. This is why a central bank digital currency is so bad, because it's controlled by a single entity. True cryptocurrency is widely dispersed. It's not controlled by anyone. Uh, it's the blockchain and it doesn't have ownership. You know, of course you have your own crypto, but uh, yeah. So I think you're absolutely right. Okay. Uh, L Smith says, I just looked up on the FEC website, my zip code and wow, WinRed gets lots of money too. WinRed definitely gets lots of money, but is WinRed stealing people's identity? And donating in their name um there are definitely people out there who are donating to the republican party i've uh, I, I've well, you know actually I did I donated to President Trump through there, and so oh, that's interesting. my name was not in there. I know that I donated to president Trump and I used my uh, my debit card on a number of occasions okay so I don't know um <laughs> Buck Wayne says uh banks are failing and Arkansas season is upon K street. <laughs> OK, here's another one. James O'Keefe says new footage shows inquisitive Wisconsin citizen journalist investigating contribution irregularities. Let's see this. Contributions through
2: Act Blue, An inquisitive detective with Brightline Investigations for Election Watch brought us the latest unwitting contributor. This time for Richard Schallert of Winnicone, Wisconsin. Let's hear what he has to say. You can step in if you want to. Yeah,
0: that'd be great. Thank you very much, ma'am.
2: Hi there, you Richard, sir? Yes, that's me.
0: My name's Kyle Corrigan. I'm with Brightline Investigations. I'm a private detective. Just had a couple of questions here. I've been hired by an election watch company, and they noticed that your name was on a federal elections commission um, that's donated several thousand dollars. In the last seven years, you've apparently donated 8,333 times um, to elections.
1: Wow, that many? I know I did donate a lot. That, is, that seems a little odd. Yeah, that seems too high. Maybe eight hundred. Okay, but not eight thousand. No, and no, there must be an error. That, no, I, I can't believe it. Okay, I, I, I'm generous donor, I grant you that. Sure, but nothing like eight thousand.
3: Okay, so but just once a month is all you're donating, as oh, far as yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: well, well, once a month for you know,
3: right
0: up to the election. Yeah. Sure. All right. So L. Smith says uh, that yes, one guy showed 647 donations in one year all right so uh, as we've shown in the past uh, election fraud is uh, assisting people on both sides of the aisle Uh, I think what we have here is a problem with the establishments of these parties uh, and uh, gosh we need to expose these people I would really appreciate it if you guys would do what L. Smith did Go look uh, for your zip codes. Go look and see if you can find people who appear to have donated far more regularly than is humanly possible. All right, you guys. Uh, I think we are going to call it a day there because I have to go get ready for my show tonight at 9 p.m. with Brad. Altered State, we're going to be talking about uh, um, some of the same stuff and some new stuff. So please be there with me. Uh, let me go through the final thank yous over here on the foxhole. Thanks again to Polly for uh, uh, kicking it off. B Tech Vendetta, good to see you, bro. Uh, what do you think about the timing of Obama heading to Kenya? Uh, Q said that he's claiming citizenship. Shit in his britches. Um, I, I think yes, it's definitely something that we should be tracking. Um and uh, keep your eyes open. I don't think that Obama would apply for citizenship just yet because it doesn't appear that he's necessarily in the hot seat, but it's even more interesting considering the fact that we just had that testimony from Leo DiCaprio. When exactly did Obama go to Kenya? Uh, was it before or after Leo testified uh, before a federal grand jury? Uh, Filter dog one says, all the best. Good to see you uh empress good to see you as well dropping a can uh filter dog says day in and day out rp78 brings it how about a cookie fight i I really appreciate it guys and then filter dog one jeffy filter empress patriot filter all dropping cookies joyful june uh says red pill 78 is a true american patriot god bless him and god bless you my friend empress thank you very much for that cookie Obama is gone this June. OK, so he's not going until then. All right. Um, You know, it could be something. Definitely could be something. And like I said, I think it's something that we should track and pay attention to. Um, But there is it's also possible that he's just going because, you know, his, quote, Kenyan heritage. Um, but, uh, you know, I don't know. The, the guy the guy does travel a lot. Uh, let's see. Empress, thank you. Liberty Bells, thank you for the cookie. Filter dog, thank you. B Tech Vendetta, Empress, Filter Dog one says, What is the law he broke? That's the thing, Filter. There are no laws that President Trump broke. And I again I think Alvin Bragg knows that. Uh, Filter Dog One says, let's keep Debbie busy. (laughs) Uh, Just Duckies says, I'm not sure if it's stupidity driving them or arrogance. Either way, it's hilarious to watch. I think it's honestly a combination of both. You know, it's it's never just one thing. Are they stupid? Yes. Are they arrogant? Yes. Are they overly confident that they can get Donald Trump on something? Yes. Are they desperate? Absolutely. All of the above. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Empress says, sounds like an assassination to me. Uh, FilterDog1, 187. I think you guys are probably talking about the crypto guy. And then Empress dropped a cookie as well. Rise Attire says, new designs are live. Well, since we are on the subject, why don't we go ahead and pull up those new designs from our friends at Rise Attire? Let's take a look here, guys. All right. Oh, look at that. Okay. Uh, I wasn't allowed to say anything about this. Uh, until it was revealed, but you may remember the other day I said that I hope that somebody puts a mugshot of Donald Trump on a shirt so that we can expose the hypocrisy of these people, and uh, our friends at Rise attire have done just that. It says, New York Police Department, best precedent ever, setting the precedent, I love it, the little play on words, president, precedent, for 4 2023 good stuff, um, I'm actually going to be ordering one of those uh, Banana Republic, I like that too, that is, that's smart, that's very, very nice, uh, that's a great one, uh, what do we got here, modern, ooh, Modern Art Pepe, look at that, uh, a bit of, uh, who's a cubist, uh, I don't know, but anyways, I like the design, the design is beautiful, uh, Nicole says, Loving Patriots, one dollar at a time, thank you so much, Nicole, I really appreciate you, uh and then one more looking glass trump. Oh man, that's good too. <laughs> look at that. President Trump. Oh. This is great. This is really really great. All right. Well, Rise Attire has done it again. Uh they have outdone themselves and look at this. You can get all of these incredible designs. Just so much. It's not just T-shirts. It's not just uh, hoodies. I mean, you, you've got all kinds of stuff, and uh, and you can find it all here, RiseAttireUSA.com. Uh, well, thank you, everyone, once again for hanging out with us. <laughs> no mugshot looks that good. Don't ask me how I know. It's true. Mugshots never look good. I mean, I, I actually like seeing it when. Um, I like. I love seeing it when people like smile in their mugshots. It's hilarious. All right, here we go. Dropping the gold pills. And the scratching has been released. Boom. All right, you guys. Thanks for being here. As always, hopefully I see you tonight on Altered State on Baseless, excuse me, on Badlands Media. And until then, good luck and God bless. If I don't see you tonight, I'll see you tomorrow at 1 p.m. Bye-bye. Oh, and don't forget to hit that like button. Don't forget to hit that like button. Oh, Epstein story. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Don't go anywhere. So, actually, let me see if I can find this video. Um, Because it was actually Tucker Carlson being interviewed by someone, <clears throat> and he discussed his knowledge of the Jeffrey Epstein oh, okay, murder. Okay, Hold on. And... Hang on here we go profile uh reposts okay let me oh dang it save video okay and let me yes okay we're gonna I'm gonna play this video for you uh, and I'm gonna need I got Wi-Fi on okay <clears throat> take this to my computer. All right. And I thought this video was fascinating. Uh, Anytime you get to hear people speaking honestly about something like the murder of Jeffrey Epstein, it's great. Okay, so let me open with... Mm, Okay, so, well, let's just open. Okay, and then... We'll put it on the desktop. So, uh, let's see. Mac uh, screen capture. And it's going to be uh, window capture. And there it is. Okay. Let's, I got to test this out to make sure that you guys can hear it okay i'm not familiar with this podcast um uh, i i just somebody had shared it with me and it was about epstein uh so here let me hit play
3: what about jeffrey epstein and you've mentioned him a couple times why do you think like there is no more info on that it's just been brushed under the rug like i don't know what do you think well they don't want to expose people but i mean why is
1: like why can't we talk about it why are people so afraid like
3: it's not allowed um look i don't i i mean weirdly i i know a lot of people who are in just because of my age and just having been in the media for 30 years i know a lot of the people who are in his orbit and who knew him really well so i'll tell you what i know which i just had a lunch about this on friday it was really interesting um with one of his closest friends here's what we know. I think there were $600 million recovered in cash and assets in his estate. I think that's the right number. It may have been 700. Hundreds of millions. And that was what, four years ago that he died? They do not know now, like an army of forensic accountants, where that money came from. And I said to him, my friend has direct knowledge of this. So I said, First
0: of all, I, I want you to consider that statement the 600 plus million dollars that they were able to recapture from Jeffrey Epstein's estate they can't determine the provenance of that money so that shows you how excellent this guy was at covering his tracks now i think we can guess on a lot of these sources and you know this is <clears throat> honestly what i thought was going to bring a lot of people down is because they were going to see the money trail, going back and forth. But they apparently can't figure it out. Now, in order to believe that, uh, it must mean that the people, the forensic accountants, are that bad at doing their job or that
3: Jeffrey Epstein was that adept at covering his tracks. To him, like, how could you not know where hundreds of millions of dollars came from? Like, they just don't know. They've had four years to figure it out and trace the wire transfer. Nope, no idea. 600 million yes and that's of the recovered assets so that's the value of his real estate and his cash and his equities or whatever there is a belief and my friend shares it that there's at least as much that will never be recovered that it's just hidden so i'm a very conventional person (laughs) i work okay um algorithm q are you saying that this interview
0: was from 2019 it may be this was just the first time that that i saw it and i've certainly never heard Tucker Carlson speak this honestly about uh, the
3: Jeffrey Epstein murder for a salary. I don't know that much about money. I, I was like, "How can that even be?" He's like, "No, that's totally po- Well, we know it's possible because it happened. So we don't know where he made his money. He he was not running a hedge fund. That's not true. He executed like no trades. He was not a finance guy. So where did all that money come from? Unknown. The second thing we know for a fact is that he was killed in federal custody. He was mm-hmm. murdered. That's true. And if you look into it, as I did, I spent a week looking into it because his brother Mark reached out to me. And again, I know nothing else. Like, I don't know what Jeffrey Epstein was doing. I don't know. There's I've never seen any tapes. Like, I don't know anything. So I, the two things I know, are, we don't know where the money came from. We don't know what he did for a living. And we know that he was murdered. He was murdered in the special housing unit of federal lockup in Manhattan. How so, do
1: we know he was murdered? Oh, well,
3: look into it, dude. Come we on. did a whole segment on it on my show. Nobody cared. I'm going to watch it after. You should. It's unbe- It's beyond belief. And I'm very skeptical of any kind of conspiracy theory or whatever. Why don't more people go after this, though? We know that he was murdered. Be- yeah, serendip- I think you're right,
0: serendipitous soul, because I could have sworn I heard him say something about it being four years ago. Um. Yes. And <clears throat> for the record, I think they obviously know who Jeffrey Epstein's clients were. I think they obviously <clears throat> have all of the various – transactions and connections that would tell them exactly who those people were. Jeffrey Epstein may have been a child trafficker, but his money was being held by banks, okay? So, obviously, he had accounts that were in his name. He probably would have had a whole bunch of shell companies and accountants that were not connected to him directly, think like Pandora Papers, and... The money that they can't find is in those accounts because the information on where those accounts were died with Jeffrey Epstein. But all the money they did find, I I swear to God, they
3: know exactly who Jeffrey Epstein was hanging out with. Because, well, for one thing, a friend of mine is one of the people who last talked to him on the phone the day he was killed. And he had a expectation of a bail hearing in two days. He thought he was getting out. He was not despondent at all. I talked to his lawyer, told me the same thing. They moved someone out of his cell. They put two people, one of whom was not even a full time prison guard, on duty. None of the cameras trained on the cell worked. They were all out of it that night. They locked the front of the special housing unit that had eight cells in it, but then they opened all the cells inside. So, who was it? So, I asked a really simple question the Bureau of Prisons who were the other? So, there are eight cells, 16 minus his cell because he was alone so that means there are 14 other inmates there that night what are their names where'd they go some of them are transferred out right after who were these people can't tell you that really you can't tell me that well, on the basis of what because some inmate at a federal prisons privacy concerns like trump tell what are you even talking about meanwhile the attorney general of the united states under trump bill barr issues a statement being like no we know it's totally bill barr lied there's no question that bill barr we clearly suspected Epstein was murdered, but stopped the investigation into it. I went and read Bill Barr's book in which he explains all this and it's like complete bullshit and transparent <laughs> bullshit. So I have no idea why the attorney general of the United States would be lying about this, but there's literally no question that he did. I know him. So we Bill Barr's super nice guy. We reach out to Bill Barr like, hey, why don't you come on and explain why you lied about Jeffrey Epstein's death? Oh, no. So I I don't want to overstate what I know. I'm just telling you what I do know. Mm -hmm. He was killed. Yeah. By whom? No idea. We could guess. But as my friend said, I said to my friend on Friday, actually, who do you think killed Epstein? And he goes. And this this is the question right here,
0: because. There were any number of people who had an interest in ensuring Jeffrey Epstein never left that prison cell, and these people that Jeffrey was associated with that he was trafficking children to are among the richest and most powerful people in the world. Uh so just based upon that knowledge, yes, of course. They know exactly who he was getting money from and those same people are the ones who are paying to stay covered up right
3: now. The list of people who wanted to kill Epstein was so long. <laughs> It could be anybody. Wow. But whoever did it, here's the one thing I'll say. Whoever did it was able to do it in the most secure lockdown in the United States of America yeah. and then get away with it. So I was interviewing all these people like, will you come on the show and talk about it? No. Why? And one of them said to me, whoever sure. killed Epstein clearly has a lot of power. <laughs> I mean, like if I said to you, I want you to kill this guy in the special housing unit at Federal Lockup in Manhattan you got to like, have some. Pull. You'd be like, I'd love to kill him. But like, how do you do that? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It'd right. be pretty hard to pull that off. Well, someone pulled it off. So that tells you a lot about that. Whoever that group of people was. Hmm. They're no one to fuck with.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, I thought it was interesting that uh, Tucker told that story about the uh, the amount of money, uh, their apparent inability to trace that money. Uh, certainly the idea that whoever killed him is among the most powerful people on planet Earth. I mean, this is just how it goes. Um, All right, you guys, so that's it. I want to thank you all for being here and hanging out with us tonight. See you in one hour on Altered State. Good luck and God bless. Hit that like button.